Make your plans now to join us for the G3 National Conference, September 30th through October 2nd, as we'll gather for Christian fellowship and the worship of God through song and the preached word. Our theme for the 2021 conference will be centered on biblical Christology. You can find registration details at g3men.org. Get 15% off by mentioning code G3BAR. That's G3BAR. Make your plans now to join us for the G3 National Conference, September 30th through October 2nd, as we'll gather for Christian fellowship and the worship of God through song and the preached word. Our theme for the 2021 conference will be centered on biblical Christology. You can find registration details at g3men.org. Get 15% off by mentioning code G3BAR. That's G3BAR. the bar come on and pull up a seat and open up your bible what a wonderful feast the living bread and we're discussing what it means for the streets the inner cities and the burbs and every person we meet this is where we challenge worldviews that we hear from world news in light of the scripture we are here to serve you we're your source for resources to help you on your way as you battle mean forces this is for the people who can see the importance of sound theology and the scripture that support it and this is for the truth lovers biblically performing preaching christ to the nations yeah welcome to the of reformation yeah the bar biblical and reformed welcome everybody to the bar it's your boy Dwayne in the building right back in the building man so excited to be here another tuesday another day coming through your podcast and man today's guest man i am super excited like i always say uh this guy uh if you watch anything on facebook dealing with ligonier ministries or any of the live feeds um he's one of the guys behind the the whole media thing that we see at ligonier and uh i was blessed to have him we have Mr. Nathan Bigham, how are you today, sir? I'm doing good, Dwayne. It's uh, it's good to be able to talk to you. Yes, sir. Uh, I appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule. I know being there, uh, working there, you guys always have something going on. That is a very busy schedule. So to start off with, to jump right in, to kind of warm up, uh, just introduce yourself to the folks. Any background you want to tell them, whether it's personal or professional, uh, it's radio, man. So uh, r- ramble all you want. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, well, as you said, I'm Nathan W. Bingham. Uh, as you can tell from my accent, I'm originally from Texas. Um, <laughs> no, actually, I'm, ori- I'm originally from Australia. Uh, and currently, I'm serving as a senior manager of communications at Ligonier Ministries. Uh, and I'm calling you now, not from down under, but from uh, Sanford here in central Florida. Um, I, I'll, I'll go personal for you. I grew up in a non-Christian home and became a Christian in my late teen years, probably around 18. I had had been aware of the gospel on a number of occasions, had even uh, given my heart to the Lord a couple of times, uh, but did not really understand what that meant and did not see any fruit from it. Uh, But uh, late in my teen years, 18, 19, became serious about my faith and uh, thankfully married a a wonderful Christian lady. And uh, we've been married... I think it's 13 years this year. Um, to get it right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say I'm going to get in trouble if I get that wrong. But this year, right, I mean, 13 right. years. 
Uh, and now the father of four children. I have three daughters and one son. And so my three girls, they're all Aussies, and they were born in Australia. And then my son, uh, he is is an American and was born here. Um, and we've been in the States for five years now. So I've oh, definitely nice. got acclimated to humid Central Florida. <laughs> yeah, you, you got quite an introduction coming in on Florida. Um, yes, sir. That's awesome. I have four kids as well, three girls and one boy. So I'm I'm right there with you. Oh, wow. I definitely know the struggle. Yeah, man. So um, I guess. the Oh, thank you. Same to you, man. Same to you. I guess the first question is, uh, you know, for those like me that, you know, think that you probably have a dream job. What is it like working at Ligonier or for Ligonier? Yeah. Well, uh, firstly, I'll say it's a privilege. Um, mm -hmm. I could never have imagined in a million years that you know, uh, a man that was just the name on a book on my bookshelf or several books, mm -hmm. you know, Dr. R.C. Sproul, that there would come a time where I would be able to serve alongside the team here at Ligonier. That it was something that, you know, I couldn't have thought of in my wildest dreams. So it is, it's truly a privilege. And I think that, that that realization has only grown in the time that I've been here because I now get the opportunity to firsthand hear from people about how, Ligonier, Dr. Sproul, the teaching fellows, how the different resources we produce have impacted their life. Um, before I mm -hmm. knew of Ligonier and Dr. Sproul in, in how he had changed my life and, and my wife and, you know, reading the holiness mm -hmm. of God or listening to renewing your mind, the podcast, stuff like that. But it, mm -hmm. it wasn't just, you know, one man or one ministry to one guy in Australia. Now I'm kind of more in tune with just the way the Lord is using Ligonier and the global reach and the this the testimonies that we hear daily from people um so it, it's just only grown more and more in my mind of realizing how much of a privilege uh it is uh to be here the other thing too is the ligonier is growing ligonier ministries mm -hmm. in 2017 is is different even than the ligonier i was first introduced to when when we relocated in 2012 uh in in those right. five years uh, the team has expanded. The different initiatives that we're doing have grown. Um, new teaching fellows have come on. And so even the landscape of, you know, really what, what the Lord is using Ligonier for has, has grown. So it's, it is definitely fast-paced um, and, and continues to grow. But it's also, you know, a, a community of Christians who, who love and trust Jesus, and they sincerely want to help spread the knowledge of God as far and wide as, as possible. I can remember when I was interviewing for this position, uh, position that um, it was said to me by one of the leadership here that, you know, uh, some people or a significant number of people, as we you know, look up to Ligonier, like trust Ligonier and, mm -hmm. and are thankful mm -hmm. for Ligonier. Um, and when you can fall into the wrong view of somehow thinking we're all sort of super Christians or something like that. And I was reminded mm -hmm. that, you know, we were sinners just like I am. And just like you are, and we repent regularly, and we trust Jesus, and we're, we're trying with sincerity to do the best that we can to spread the knowledge of God. And, you know, to make sure I wasn't thinking that, you know, I was going to get a uh, come and start in an organization where everyone was perfect. Um, right. We are right, just right. like, the, you know, that's not where Christians are at. And we're sinners who, who need the grace of God, and we're very aware of that. And uh, we're just trying to humbly and faithfully serve the Lord and help come alongside the churches we're able 
and spread trustworthy teaching. So I guess that's how it's come up. What it like to work at Ligonier? <laughs> that's awesome, man. That's awesome. I mean, just, you know, just on a personal note, uh, you know, something you probably heard a million times, but it, it has been a blessing to me. Um, it was introduced to me by a friend uh, when I was coming out of the charismatic world. Um, they was like, you know, go to Ligonier and, and check out some of the videos. And I mean, cause they, you know, those videos, even the old ones of like, what is reformed theology, those, all of that classic stuff, man, I still send to people, you know, um, whenever, uh, somebody is curious about it or want to know something. Um, so yeah, I, I can only imagine, uh, the, awe. but I love the fact that they they didn't they reminded you that they were you know they were just like us regular people um i think sometimes that get missing or they get lost um and that's part of the reason with this podcast man i always i don't i don't mind at all being transparent and reminding people that i'm just a sinner you know saved by by grace man i need i have to repent daily just like anybody else so i think that's awesome as well so uh here's the i guess the kind of quirky question is how do you how did you actually get this job what what was the chain of events that uh that that led up to this yeah yeah that's uh I, th- I think there could be a book in it, or at least if, if I ever get around to writing a book, it might be a chapter in it. But uh, if I were nice. to summarize it in 140 characters, I would say that it began with a tweet. Um, mm. And 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 that's true. Um, I began my first computer business when I was when I was 15, doing some consulting, computer repairs, and web design. Uh, so I've always sort of had my my uh, finger in sort of the IT pie and in, in that kind of. Uh, sense and was you know once I became a, a serious Christian and I, I also had a charismatic background uh, so coming mm-hmm. out of the charismatic and Pentecostal movement and discovering reformed theology at that time I was very very active online in the Christian online community I was I was blogging and tweeting and doing all that sort of stuff um, and you know through a course of events uh, came across. Chris Larson, who's now the president of Ligonier Ministries, and, and mm-hmm, Burke Parsons, mm-hmm. who's uh, a teaching fellow here, and he's the vice president of, of uh, publications. He also serves as a co-pastor, co-pastor with uh, Dr. Sproul at St. Andrew's Chapel. They, uh, they followed me on Twitter. Um, mm. And so it just happened that, you know, I wasn't, wasn't thinking of the fact that, you know, men like that in the States were following me on Twitter. But at the time, I was... Uh, training and being uh, uh, preparing to go into pastoral ministry. And I was winding mm-hmm. down some of my theological schooling and I needed some extra work. And I happened to tweet asking, was there anybody uh, out there that would be willing to pay me for my experience in social media and, and online and, and you know blogging experience? And it just so mm-hmm. happened in the Lord's providence that uh, Chris Larson and Burke Parsons happened to read that tweet uh, at the same time, and she had a text exchange with each other and said, maybe Nathan could assist us at Ligonier. Now, I, of course, wasn't aware of that, but when I got a, right. a private message on Twitter from Chris Larson saying, do you think you could uh, assist us here at Ligonier? Uh, I nearly fell off my computer chair and uh, <laughs> just like, I oh, bet. my goodness. <laughs> and it was it was thrown right it was thrown right back at me and said, "Look, why don't you put together a proposal of how you think you could help?" And you know, I really had to wow. then think. You know, is there anything I could really do to to assist Ligonier? 
and I sweated over <laughs> that proposal and uh, nervously hit send. And that, that began a relationship, I think it was back in 2010, maybe two, late 2009, early 2010. And I began doing some consulting work just for a small number of hours a week um, with, with Ligonier uh, and helping Reformation Trust, their, their book publishing arm. And, and that began a right. relationship that, that eventually led to um, considering full-time employment and uh, relocating to the U.S., uh, which that's you know wow. another story in and of itself. Um, wow. But wow. probably the, the, mo- the most exciting thing for me and terrifying thing of this whole journey, and I, I do give thanks to the Lord. He's been so extraordinarily gracious and kind. Uh, but it, it was uh, February 2012, and my wife and I, with, with three children at the time, all five or under, had essentially sold everything that we owned, and we got on a plane with 10 suitcases and came to the U.S. for the first time and had never met anyone at Ligonier and had never been to America before. So we And we said goodbye to our family, and we touched down at, at Orlando Airport and knew we were starting you know, life and, you know, was kind of wow. terrified that Ligonier would say, oh, actually, don't know if you're a good fit. Can you go back? <laughs> can, you know, we, we took a right, one-way right. ticket to the U.S. But oh, thankfully, man. you know, it, it, it went well. And the community at right. St. Andrew's Chapel, where Dr. Sproul is the pastor, they were so warm and greeting and hospitable. And mm-hmm. um, it's just, it's been a wonderful five years. It's, it's gone so fast. And at the same time, it's hard to remember life before, before being here. Right. Um, so grateful for the opportunity. Very, very humbled. Wow. Wow. That is awesome. Started with a tweet, man. That's def- That definitely has to be a book or a chapter for sure. For sure. Um, yeah. Man. And, and, you know, it's funny. I had uh, a, a buddy of mine. He does uh, sound and, and, and things like that, like mixing. And I, get, I actually got him a professional gig because of a tweet. Uh, <laughs> there was a uh, famous gospel singer that said, you know, I sound man, I need a sound man. And I tweeted back my, my partner's name and uh, lo and behold, they, they exchange information and he travels with them. So that I know Twitter is powerful. Y'all, y'all that are listening, uh, <laughs> don't underestimate the tweet. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's powerful and it can be used for good or, you know, or evil. Oh, um, so one tweet can, it can change your life in a good way. I would say in, in how, um, it, it's provided for my family, but you know, there are plenty of people that have sent one tweet that they have regret regretted. So yeah. We've got to oh, yeah. that, that's, <laughs> that's right. That's true. That's true. So, uh, well, you kind of actually touched on my next question. Um, but, uh, I guess the question is so far, what has been probably your, uh, either favorite memory or most share, you know, moment that just like, wow, like this is a dream. Uh, I think if, if I look back over the last five years, I think at least one thing comes to mind that, when, you know, Lord willing, I'm old and gray one day, um, I will hmm. still remember this moment. And that would be helping R.C. Sproul send his first ever tweet. Uh, oh, was, nice. Yeah, that's, that's 2014. And we did an Ask R.C. event, hashtag Ask R.C. on Twitter. And uh, mm-hmm. we, we set up in his office here on the campus. And I was the individual typing all of his answers. So... I've got Dr. Sproul sitting to me on the, on the left and on the screen in front of me, I've got questions coming up and, you know, as folks are asking questions, I'm reading them to Dr. Sproul and incredibly he's able to answer in 100 and 
40 characters, which was remarkable. Amazing. Um, and I'm just <laughs> typing them out and uh, I would be sending them. But for the first one, his first tweet that ever went out from him, we wanted him to come and hit send so that he sent that mm. first tweet. Um, and uh, one of the staff had the camera out and I didn't re- really realize at the time, but took a series of photos. And so I have a signed mm-hmm. photo of me and Dr. Sprawl in front of a Mac and him pushing on the keypad or the touchpad to send that tweet. And, and Dr. Sproul was kind enough to sign it. Um, and he wow. said on it, uh, tweet, tweet, RC Sproul. <laughs> um, so I had that in a, in a frame on the wall in my office. And yeah, I imagine in, in decades to come, uh, I will still look fondly back on that. But, but there are lots of uh, fun and memorable moments. Uh, I enjoyed teaching Dr. Lawson how to use Periscope. Um, and we're walking uh-huh. around the, the Ligonier campus and um, playing with his iPhone, getting Periscope out and teaching him how to do sort of live streaming. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. I was, I was able to teach about social media and communications at, at a Ligonier conference up in Seattle. Uh, that was an incredible opportunity. Uh, I was able to do a live interview similar to what we're doing, but a Google Hangout with John MacArthur. Um, so yes, it's, I remember it's, that. There's been a lot of highlights to to look back and just sort of the opportunities to be able to interact with with men who have shown themselves to be faithful and you know and incredible teachers. Uh, and right. you know, this, they're just talking to this Aussie, you know, um, mm-hmm. and uh, very very thankful. So a lot of fond memories already over five years, but the highlight definitely, I think, helping Dr. Sproul send his first tweet. Gotcha. It's funny you said that because I was, I was getting ready before you told me about uh, Dr. Lawson and, uh, and and doing his bro- his uh, 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 broadcast or whatever. I was about to say he's one up on Dr. Lawson because Dr. Lawson, I had him on my show and he was telling me how he still literally Xerox and tape and and glue and that's how he mm-hmm. do his sermon prep, and and that that oh, amazed yeah, me. He was like, "Yeah, fountain." Yeah, yeah, that's what he said. To, yeah, his assistant has to type all of his handwritten manuscripts up. Um, wow. But but I, I will say this in defense of of Dr. Lawson. He is very active on Twitter and Instagram, and he's doing it himself. So he okay. he writes all of his sermon notes by hand, but he tweets like crazy, and he shares photos on Instagram like crazy. Um, okay. so whenever he's on the campus, he's always asking me, what's the next tip? How can I make this better? And so he's a fast learner. Um, but he does do everything for his books and his sermons all by hand. Gotcha. Okay. I was wondering, cause he, he does tw- tweet often. I was like, well, his assistant is, is busy boy, but that's, that's good to know that it's actually him. Uh, mm-hmm. sending those. That's dope. Yeah. Yeah. I had him on the show, man. It was such a blessing and honor. I actually got to meet him at G3 and, um, and, and got him by himself. And, and it's funny cause when I approached him, you know, I guess he get asked all the time to preach at people churches and he just has look like, ah, I can't, I cannot preach at your church. I'm so sorry. I was like, no, sir, just a 30 minute conversation. So he agreed to that, man. And that was awesome. Um, so, uh, I guess um, what or I guess how do you see the technology and communication? How have you seen it uh, help spread sound doctrine? I know we talked some some about some of the uh, the the testimonies and things like that. Uh, is there any like a certain uh, scenario or somebody you heard from that just kind of stick out or and how do you see it uh, doing it continue to do that in the future? 
Yeah, uh, that's that's a great question. Um, I think if we we look back a little bit, it's undeniable how the Lord has used technology to spread and you know propagate the Christian faith, whether it's from the printing press um, and you know the spread of the Reformation and things like that. Like the Lord has has always used technology to help further the church. And, you know, we need to view technology as a good gift. And, of course, it can be used poorly. It can be used for sinful means. Um, but I do think it's our responsibility to not neglect the technology that's that's before us um, and use it for his glory and spreading, as you're saying, sound doctrine and spreading, spreading the truth. Um, and I think the most powerful, uh, powerful thing about the Internet is the reach that it offers us because it's it's unprecedented that you know you can send a tweet like you know uh, i did and have you know men and and folks in in america you know read it and uh you know change you know the course of my family's life um mm-hmm. but we are able to reach people that we never could reach before and and not even on the flip side of that but you know another aspect of of technology is this at the speed at which you can get information so not only can someone like Ligonier or an organization like Ligonier communicate far further than we've ever been able to do, and individuals seeking answers can get on Google and you know very quickly almost find out anything that they they want. Um, so mm-hmm. you know the internet, as we know, technology is powerful. We're talking over the phone and recording this interview. You're going to push it out via podcast, and essentially almost anyone anywhere in the world could tune in and and listen. Um, but you talk about testimonies. I'll just start with with me uh, coming out of the charismatic and Pentecostal movement. It was the internet where I first discovered um, uh, Calvinism and learning about the five points mm-hmm. of Calvinism and being introduced. Reading, I remember reading an article online and having a conversation with my wife and saying, "Honey, I don't really know what this means, but I think I might be a Calvinist because." I agree with all these five points. Um, right. But it was also, you know, listening to uh, reform podcasts where I didn't really know they were reformed at the time and they were critiquing some of the word of faith movement and realizing, you know what, some of the people in my church are teaching and believing this. Uh, so technology in that sense, you know, has, has uh, you know, transformed my Christian walk and the Lord used it to bring me to a, a deeper and sounder um, understanding of the faith. Um, but something that's, that's interesting that I've been thinking about lately is, you know, we view the world often for, uh, from an American first perspective or a, you know, Western right. world first perspective. Um, we, we had our Ligonier National Conference this year and we, we streamed it via Facebook Live. And, you know, we, it was incredible reading, reading the statistics of how many people saw Ligonier content in their Facebook feed, um, at least five times the reach that we've ever had on any given week on Ligonier's Facebook page by using Facebook Live. Um, but at the same time, we were live streaming through our Spanish Facebook page, um, and it had tremendous reach and engagement as well. But talking with some of the translators and the people involved in you know, our international outreach, not everyone outside the U.S. Um, has Internet access, or if they do have it, mm-hmm. it's not affordable. And right. so they were saying, yes, Facebook Live is, is, is good, it's neat, it's novel, but there are plenty of people that would rather just hear the audio because they can't afford to get their mobile device and be streaming live video. 
Um, and so, you know, technology and trying to be good stewards of technology, it's just interesting some of the categories we need to think through because, you know, what right. is the most effective way to reach people uh, in the U.S. may not be the most effective way to reach people in other countries around the world. But despite that, you know, so much of Ligonier content has been translated and is, you know, through strategic partnerships is, is spread all over the web and, and folks without needing live video can go and read transcripts of messages, read articles, um, or if, if they've got the ability technologically, um, they to actually go and watch that live stream. Uh, I've, mm-hmm. I've also been thinking of just some of the ways that technology is changing uh, the church for good uh, and, and for bad. And I think that we really do have an opportunity in the 21st century, 2017, uh, from an evangelistic perspective, not just by trying to speak the truth online, but as, as technology continue, continues to uh, evolve, new technologies come, you know, new features, new gadgets. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone, you know, we're waiting for the iPhone 8 or, we, you know, we want to have a self-driving car, all these kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Um, as business provide new gadgets and shiny things, we are finding that there is a growing community of people that are just dissatisfied and restless, unbelievers, but that, that are just mm-hmm. feeling extremely dissatisfied. Um, they keep thinking that the next device is going to satisfy them, right. it's going to fix everything. And yet they're still mm-hmm. the same sort of broken, miserable, disgruntled, frustrated, disappointed, whatever uh, person. And the reality is mm-hmm. the church and the gospel is the answer to that. We, we can uh, take away, or we can't, but we can tell them about the one who can take away their shame and their guilt, uh, the one in whom they can find all joy. They don't need to find their satisfaction in an iPhone, um, right. but in relationship with God. And they can have their sin forgiven and have eternal life. Uh, and I think the illusion that technology will be the savior of the world, which I think many unbelievers believe that to be the case, I think that mm-hmm. is that veneer is coming away. And we need to be bold as Christians uh, to uh, speak the truth and to be able to be communicating the gospel clearly uh, to these people that really, well, we know they have no hope. But I think by God's grace, a growing number of people are beginning to realize just how hopeless they are and that, you know, technology right. is not going to satisfy. Right. Wow. That's really good. That's that, that is really good. Um, and, and you can see that you can see that um, because this generation, we, you know, they, they get something and then uh, they throw it away looking for something better, you know, and, and at the end of the day, what they're looking for is, is, uh, is, is the gospel and, and, and Jesus Christ. So yeah, that's, that's sure. awesome. Um, I also, you know, I also think Dwayne, uh, I was going to say that I, I think technology in some sense is, is aiding or needs to aid. I'm going to be careful how I say this. I'll say it and then I'll explain <laughs> what I mean. But is is aiding okay. or forcing sanctification on the church. And by what I'm what mm. I mean by that is uh in times gone by, Christian conversation that used to be over the dinner table, maybe maybe in front of the television or around the water cooler in an office or wherever, but in groups of two or three, that may not have mm-hmm. been appropriate or may not have been Christian godly conversation you know, gossiping, backbiting, that kind of stuff. Because of things like Facebook and Twitter, 
we are now broadcasting all of that essentially trash talk publicly online. And we're doing it in comments threads on Facebook groups and all this sort of stuff. And, mm -hmm. you know, myself and others have been consistent in trying to call the church. We need to clean up our online communication. We need to realize that pixels mm. are people. And those that you're talking to right now, they're real people. They're flesh and blood on the other side of the screen. And your words are powerful. And you are tearing people mm -hmm. down. You are not loving your neighbor as you love yourself. You're not edifying the body of Christ, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and so I think what, what technology has done is, is not so much made us more sinful in the sense that, you know, we're now just these nasty, angry, grumpy <laughs> trolls. But, mm -hmm. but technology has almost shone a light on our hearts and sort of publicized yes. the way we always thought in private or spoke in private. Right. And so right. I, I really do hope, and, and it is my prayer, that as we're kind of looking in the mirror and realizing how ungodly we sometimes are or actually frequently are uh, when we consider mm -hmm. our Facebook comments and online behavior that, you know, as we repent of that, that the Lord would work in our hearts and, and truly sanctify our hearts and our tongues and our speech. Um, because it, right. it can be very, it's very easy to pretend to be godly. You know, the way we speak mm -hmm. in church yep. is not yep. often the way we speak on Facebook, but there should not mm -hmm. be that dichotomy. Um, mm -hmm. But no one ever saw the way we spoke in our homes privately when we weren't, you know, worshiping in the congregation. Um, but now almost all of our life is public for many of us. Mm -hmm. uh, and right. I think it's forcing a lot of soul searching and hopefully um, leading us to repent because we have all done things that we should not have done that have dishonored the Lord's sinful things online. Um, but the response should be repentance trusting in Christ and, and then trying to use these tools in a way that is wise, that is God honoring and that, you know, that is godly. So I think not only is technology potentially awakening some people to just how dissatisfied they are and they need the gospel. Hopefully it's awakening mm -hmm. some Christians to just how sinful they still are and leading them right. to repentance and greater trust in Christ. Right. Yeah, that reminds me of a, a verse out of the abundance of the heart. The man tweets. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, so true. But, but yeah, yeah. Out of abundance of the heart, the man tweets. But um, yeah, yeah. That that is that is so true, man. And and you, it is funny because, like you said, you can put a you can put a facade up online as well. You know, on the other side, you know, and and make it seem like that everything is, you know, perfect and, and all of that, you know, so that's just something we have to be mindful of um, when we're dealing with that. Um, I'm going to take a little break right here for uh, one of our commercials. Not sure what commercial this is, but make sure whatever they're talking about, you follow, you, you buy, you sell, whatever. And we're going to take a break right here. Reginald, quick, what's your favorite podcast? The Reformed Podcast. Uh, what's your second favorite? Calvinist, Batman and Friends. Chris, I don't think he understands the point of advertising. Well, another good podcast is The Rugged Marriage. It's our podcast where we talk practically and biblically about what it means when two sinful people say, I do. Check out the new episodes every Monday and learn with us as we discuss marriage, life, death, sin, and everything in between. Reform your theology, reform your marriage. And stay rugged, my friends. 
All right, we're back, and I'm with my main man Nathan from Ligonier. Uh, the can I say the 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 man behind the media? Would that be correct, Nathan? <laughs> you can you can say that you can say that, um, but okay. it is definitely right. a team effort here. Got it, got it. I, I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is, man. I, I'm just joking. But uh, we've had a, a a really good time talking about uh, technology and 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 how it affects the church and all of those good and wonderful things. And and I really appreciate him taking time out of his busy schedule um, to to talk to us here at the bar. Um, I guess my next question before we get into the fun stuff uh, is what? Where do you see? I guess the Ligonier media going like, what are some of the things uh, you guys are, what are some of the things that you're projecting? Cause as a, as a leader, you always have to have like a vision for something or something you're striving towards. What, what are some of those things if you care to share? Yeah. Yeah. Well, one thing is if you haven't heard about it, it means I can't talk about it. Um, so <laughs> the, there could be many things that we're working on that, that uh, you might hear of in the future. But, you know, from the, from the beginning of Ligonier, the mission has always involved trying to reach as many people as possible with the knowledge of God and His holiness. That is in the DNA of Ligonier from Dr. Sproul and his, his vision. And so we have always tried to reach as many people as possible. And this was true even when we were first recording teaching series on VHS. And it was... It was cutting edge at the time, and Ligonier was having to send VH players to churches so they could play these wow. tapes during Sunday school. Um, so Ligonier has never been scared of technology in that sense. Um, never wanted to jump, jump on fads and stuff like that. But, you know, with sober-mindedness and uh, strategy to try and uh, reach as many people as possible, they've taken advantage of opportunities that are, you know, in front of them. So, you know, from VHS back then to now, you know, we're very, very active with our digital outreach department, thankful for, you know, the team of people working, working Mm. there. I don't know if you've ever listened to RefNet before. Oh man. Um, Yes. Oh my goodness. Yes. That's that's every day. Sorry. Sorry to interrupt, but that's RefNet is my everyday. I even hit the app every day for the devotions and, and whatever videos posted. You guys are in my rotation, man. That's, that's, that's wonderful to hear. But we, we get, you know, a lot of feedback. I think it's like people have listened to RefNet now in over 180 countries around the world. Uh, and, wow. you know, with partnerships with other ministries, just being able to stream 24 hours a day, a variety of trusted teaching, audio books, there's even news updates in there and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but we built RefNet from the ground up. You know, we didn't just mm-hmm. go and grab some other third-party tool and put good content in it. We even mm-hmm. we labored to build a custom solution to try and uh, provide a very convenient way for anyone to just hit play and know that what they're going to hear is sound teaching or preaching or whatever it may be. Um, but right, some exciting right. things we've done even this, this year, I don't know if you own any of those Alexa-enabled devices like the Alexa Dot, um, um, you know, where you can sit. Not yet. No, I don't. I don't have one. The, the uh, one of my friends in in the office across from me, he's got a number of them. He's he's like our mad scientist testing different technology <laughs> devices. But, right. but we have RefNet on Alexa now, and we have Renewing Your Mind oh, now. Nice. You know, daily broadcast on Alexa. So you can just say Alexa, play RefNet, or Alexa, play Renewing Your Mind, uh, and she I will. I did that with Siri. Or, yeah. Yep. So it's it's just <laughs> like talking to Siri, um, and it's just yeah. been tremendous 
to, you, you know, you, you see a device like these, this, uh, these Alexa devices come out uh, and then no one knows how to develop for them because they're all new. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was not personally responsible for this. So a, a shout out to Tyler on our team, because mm-hmm. if he listens, he'll, he'll, uh, he'll mention it over lunch if I didn't give him a shout out. But, but him and his <laughs> team working to get this coded so that we could, you know, push out the daily broadcast and, and push out the RefNet feed. Um, and they're laboring, you know, three or four weeks going crazy, trying to figure out how to make this work mm-hmm. and submitting it to Amazon. And Amazon don't really know how to receive submissions because it's a new device. Like everything's new. Right. And so it's fun right. when there's right. little projects like that. Uh, and, and then to hear testimonies of people that say, you know, they get up in the morning and they just say, Alexa, mm-hmm. play Renewing Your Mind. And while they're sharing and getting ready for the day, you know, Dr. Sproul's teaching and, you know, That's they didn't dope. have to touch anything. They just spoke to a, spoke to a device. Uh, it, and, and so because of that, because of our mission to reach as many people as possible, part of what Ligonier is always going to try and strategically consider is, is there a way to reach new people through a new medium, um, whether it's something mm-hmm. like Alexa or a different app um, or through translation. And so we're, we're always thinking of, of, of new ways that we can help, you know, equip Christians and come alongside the church and, and provide you know, these trusted resources in new ways. Uh, we've done new interesting things with online chat um, on select uh, areas of Ligonier.org. When you're browsing, we now have uh, some chat functionality and you can go and find out about an order you placed. But, you know, you can also ask them theological questions uh, and mm. they will provide an answer and, and point you to, you know, uh, maybe a resource that already exists online, or if we know we need to go and dig deeper, they'll take your email address and, and get back to you. But just another nice. way, we know there are so many people that come in through Google, searching Google for uh, questions. We want to make sure that right. we, we have the answer, or if we don't have the answer, be able to point them in the right direction. Um, I think, you know, cars and the changes in, in vehicles you know, things like right. CarPlay and, and, and all that are things that we are talking mm-hmm. about and, and considering other ways that we, can be easier when you're on your commute to listen to, to our teaching. So there's lots of things like that that, uh, that we're thinking about. But, you know, always stay tuned nice. uh, for yes, sir. big announcements. Yeah. God. Yeah, that's, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. Yeah, RefNet. That that's my that's my jam. It's funny because I I use Re- RefNet actually helped me find other people. You know, um, mm-hmm. I actually found a pastor that was in the same city as me. Um, he he preached at uh, one of the Ligonier conferences, and I heard him. I enjoyed him. Looked his name. I was like, wow, he's in the same city. And I actually went and visited and developed a relationship with him. Um, and uh, and and RefNet helped me find you know Al Moeller and and the briefing. You know, all of that. Uh, you guys do an excellent job of putting a lot of really good teaching in one place. Um, and and a lot of times, if I'm if I'm, uh, you know, at work, I work at night and, and, you know, I get, get some still moments. I'll, I'll play, I'll play it, man. Plug it in my ear. So shout out to all those brothers doing the ref net thing, man. Uh, that, that is definitely a blessing and I really enjoy it. Um, okay, man. My, uh, my fun question is what kind of music do you listen to? If we were to pull your iPod, I mean, not your iPod, but get your playlist and hook it up to the podcast. What, what would my listeners be, be hearing? Okay. So this is, uh, I don't know if there's right or wrong answers to this question, but I'll, I'll be honest and I'll, I'll trust that that's the right answer. <laughs> be honest. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So if, if folks follow me on Instagram, they'll probably already know this, but you know, one of my deep dark secrets is that I'm a huge Elvis Presley fan. Um, oh, nice. so, yeah. So I, I listened to a lot of Elvis and my kids have grown up. Uh, if I hadn't told them that Elvis was dead, they'd think he was still alive producing music. Um, but you know, Saturday <laughs> mornings in the Bingham's household, you'll be hearing, um, Elvis, you know, playing through the house. Uh, when we first wow. came to the States in 2012, we'd only been here a few months. We took, you know, the trip to Memphis to go and see Graceland. Um, well, actually, oh, wow. we went to Tupelo, Mississippi, saw where Elvis was born, and then went to Memphis, saw Graceland, did the tour there. So I am a huge Elvis Presley fan. And most Americans I meet, when I tell them that, they sort of scratch their head and they're like, I don't understand <laughs> why you like Elvis or why an Australian likes Elvis. Um, and my family right. doesn't know the answer to that question either. Um, but, uh, you know, since I've been about eight, I've been a huge Elvis fan. So that's, that's one, one quirk of my musical taste. Um, I also like more, I guess, folk style music. Uh, if, if I do a little bit of a throwback, I love Cat Stevens. I don't know if you ever heard of Cat Stevens, but yeah, so I will regularly listen to Cat Stevens. Many people tell me this, this music is just sort of a bit too depressing for me. Um, <laughs> and probably even... If, if you weren't listening to Elvis or maybe Cat Stevens, I've been going through a bit of an 80s binge right now on Spotify. Okay. Um, yeah. And I don't really know why, but it's it's been helpful, you know, as I'm writing and doing different things. Um, there's, there's frequently been sort of the hits from the 80s playlist on Spotify mm-hmm. playing in the background. Um, so just reminiscing and a bit of a, bit of a throwback there. Right. Um, nice. So none of that was... Um, you know, I, I don't know what's the acceptable contemporary Christian music. Oh, no, no, no. Be saying, but... <laughs> no, 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 no. We don't do that here. Yeah, that's fine, <laughs> brother. Whatever you listen to. That's why I like I like that side. Because that tells my people just a little bit about, you know, you as a person, man. Um, I had Tim Challies on and, and he's big in the folk music. Uh, that's that was his thing. He started naming some names. I had no idea who these people were. I was like, OK, <laughs> so, yeah, no, no, you're you're fine. It's it's rare that uh, that I get a guest that says uh, some you know, uh, inspirational or spirit or gospel or whatever. But, uh, cause I, I, you know, I, I like a variety too, you know, and, and I think that that says a lot about a person. So, so a man that has access to probably unlimited RC Sproul sermons and, and et cetera, is there a podcast or, or maybe a uh, place you go to listen to certain sermons or is there, is there anything like that that you listen to? You may get enough of it. You don't listen to anything, but is there any podcasts or sermons or anything that you listen to? Yeah, that's, that's a, that's a good question. So one advantage of working at Ligonier is that I do get to listen to Christian teaching almost all the time. Uh, and particularly mm-hmm. even in my first role, one of my, my task was going through R.C. Sproul uh, teaching series, his lectures, and taking pull quotes out that we could use on social media uh, and going uh, through and reading his book. So it's quite incredible to think that, you know, you can get paid to, to read or listen to Dr. Sproul. Right. Um, so wow. I, I get a very, you know, a sound diet of, of teaching that way, which is just a side benefit uh, of, of working at Ligonier. Um, probably my, my professional <coughs> answer, but I mean this in all sincerity, is uh, Five Minutes in Church History. I don't know if you've listened to Five Minutes in Church History. Yes, uh, but of course. It's, uh, we, yeah, we produce that with Dr. Steve Nichols, 
Um, and it yes. is only five minutes once a week, but mm-hmm. I, I cannot get enough of encouraging people to, to listen to this podcast. It is only five minutes, but Dr. Nichols has a great way of being able to take what, you know, what might be considered boring or just, you know, some situation, person, place in church history and make it come alive. And in five minutes, yes. you can, you know, have a memorable moment. I, it's, it sticks in my mind. Uh, one of an, an early episode he did on John Kelvin uh, and John yep, Kelvin losing his manuscript. Um, I'm trying to think mm-hmm. was the first Corinthians, I think, but John Kelvin lost a manuscript and he basically just threw a tantrum like we would and said, that's it. I'm right. never, I'm never going to do anything with Paul's writings ever again. Uh, and then they found the <laughs> manuscript and he repented and carried on. But, you know, Dr. Nichols was able to sort of human, humanize John Kelvin and realize, you know, that's exactly what I would do. If I spent all, you know, if I worked late at night and was working on an essay or a paper for something or working a blog post and you get frustrated because the internet goes down or you delete it by accident, right. that's it. I'm never blogging again. Um, <laughs> right. and, and it's not that it's the right behavior, but, but that's the way that sinful mm-hmm. human beings often respond. So if folks don't listen to five minutes in church history, it's an easy one. And I enjoy it. Yeah. My 10 year old daughter loves it. Um, if we talk about secular podcasts, um, probably the first podcast that I, no, it was the first podcast I binge listened to, excuse me. And I think, um, I think I probably did this with many people in America was Serial. I don't know if you ever listened to Serial, um, but it was, a, it was a true, yeah. So I was heading to San Francisco and I decided everyone's talking about this. I've got to just start listening to it. I listened to the first episode. I'm on the plane, the second episode, third episode, I got to my hotel room. I've got my little earbuds in. And I'm still listening. I think I stayed up to 1 a.m. listening. The next day over breakfast, I'm playing it again and just could not get enough of that. I'd never binge listened to a podcast before. Um, <laughs> but that, that really sort of introduced me in a serious way to sort of uh, narrative journalism and, and binge listening mm-hmm. to audio. Uh, something else mm-hmm. that's just, just for the interest of your listeners, just to try and give a little bit of variety, um, I've begun watching more YouTube now, not cat videos on YouTube, but uh, <laughs> a guy called Adam the Woo. Um, Adam the Woo. He is a guy that's from Florida, and uh, he does. He has a channel called the Daily Woo, and he does a daily fifteen-minute uh, vlog. Um, and he is right now traveling around the U.S. in an RV. And he tries to take the back roads and introduce you to the weird and wonderful uh, parts of, of America. Um, and he's a very family-friendly, entertaining kind of guy. Um, he, you know, kids watch it um, when he does meetups. You see, you know, mm-hmm. from eight-year-old kids to sixty-year-old men and women who know Adam the Woo. Uh, and he loves Disney. He's regularly on Disney properties. And so you can really get behind the scenes at Disney. But the reason that my wife and I actually watch him is because we were back in Australia for a vacation last October. And it was during mm-hmm. the time that Hurricane uh, Matthew came through central Florida. And it went really near to our house. Uh, and so we were sort of watching from the other side of the world, wondering whether we'd have a home when we returned home, uh, thankfully that wasn't an issue. And, you know, our friends right. here were able to 
prepare our home for what could have been a bad situation. But Adam the Woo happened to be in Florida. And so during this five-week mm-hmm. trip back to Australia, we would check in every day for 10 minutes with Adam the Woo to get our taste <laughs> of home. We were homesick. We were missing right, the state. Right. And, uh, wow. and he was driving around our area, our neighborhood, and we got nice. to experience Hurricane Matthew through this vlogger. And so we kind of had this weird relationship with him. He doesn't know us, but we, we feel this connection to him because he was like our right. umbilical cord back to the States. Um, oh, so that's man. something just odd out there that, that yeah. I listen to and watch um, regularly. So, yeah. That is cool, man. That's cool. I looked him up as you was talking. Uh, I'll definitely be checking it out. I, I just I like variety too, and um, and I definitely definitely be checking it out. So all, all I'm gonna ask Nathan is you add the bar to your rotation somewhere. Uh, you know we we're here every week, every Tuesday. Um, definitely can. I'll, uh, I'll put it on with, the playlist. <laughs> yeah, I I actually got to meet meet uh Dr. Nichols at G3 as well, and um and 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 got to shake his hand and tell him how much I enjoyed that five minutes and uh in church history um and and I, I told him about my podcast too um trying to get him on so dr nichols if you're listening i would love to have you uh maybe i can get nathan to put a bug in your ear but anyway okay, so I, as I we get ready <laughs> you're, nah, man, I, you're a wise man <laughs> well i mean i i always wanted to get you on but uh but you know that the nichols that's that's my that's my big dog I, I i look i admire him from afar i always love the way he preaching the way he handled himself so big shout out to him as well um man i appreciate you sir uh we're coming up at the end of this uh i'm gonna give you an opportunity to uh Share what you want to share. Shout out what you want to shout out. Anything you want to say in these last couple of minutes, and then I'll come back at the end, and we'll close it out. Excellent. Well, I, I just want to thank you, firstly, for the opportunity to be able to talk with you. I think technology communications you know, is, is an important subject and something that the, the church needs to be considering and thinking about seriously. Um, mm-hmm. I'm thankful that w- one of the... Uh, opportunities I have here at Ligonier is to to talk to the students at Reformation Bible College. And, you know, you have new students coming in um, and uh, being able to just, in many sense, warn them about the potential dangers Mm -hmm. of of social media. And when you you don't tweet wisely, when you're not using these tools uh, in a way that honors the Lord, it it can have, you know, dire consequences. And And as Christians that are being... You know, we're standing on a world stage when we use social media and the world is watching and we are representing Christ ultimately. And, you know, we're going to be held accountable for every idle tweet, every idle, you know, text, every idle Facebook post. And Mm -hmm. I just encourage, you know, those that are listening to to take their online communications and and behavior seriously um, and know that, you know, the way the word of God calls us to live and to speak in the real world is the same way that God calls and expects us to live and act and speak and type online. And there shouldn't be this dichotomy. Um, and so it, I just encourage them to take that seriously, have some soul searching, read the Proverbs. The Proverbs are fantastic to give you some wisdom and nuggets of, of, of wisdom about how we should be communicating uh, online. If, if folks uh, give a shout out to myself if folks want to connect with me online or have got questions, want to talk about this a bit more. Uh, my Twitter handle is uh, at N W Bingham. That's B I N G H A M. 
or they can go to mwbingham.com uh, or search for my name on Facebook or Instagram, and I'm happy to talk more about this um, if you know they they want to dig a little bit deeper. But we we live in serious times, and what can think what you can think is a wise choice at 17 or 18. When you're 28, 38, 48, mm-hmm. you can look back and mm-hmm. and really regret. And the good news of the gospel yep. is what we do regret, the Lord offers forgiveness and can take away that mm-hmm. shame and guilt. Uh, but let's think twice and tweet once. Amen to that. Amen to that. That is so good. So, so good. Yeah, God forgives, but, you know, mm-hmm. Twitter and Facebook don't. <laughs> That's true. Oh, man. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. Well, um, we appreciate you guys listening in at the bar where we are biblical and reformed. Thank you again, Nathan, for taking time out of your schedule. Uh, make sure you guys uh, hit us up on the website. That's www.thebarpodcast.com. Make sure you sign up for that email list so you can get all the secret goodies that we send out every week, as well as follow, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the bar underscore podcast and on facebook just search biblical and reformed and you'll find us uh we're out of here y'all god bless y'all see y'all next tuesday What's up, bar listeners? It's finally here, the bar exclusive content. Yes, that's right. You can sign up to receive exclusive content as low as $2 a week or $5 a month, $50 for the year to get exclusive content. What is the exclusive content? I'm glad you asked. The exclusive content is additional information from my guests, extra time with them in like the green moon setting, laid back, them asking me questions, I ask them questions, and also the Facebook group. You get an invitation to the Facebook group where we will have discount codes for the bar gear and many many more make sure you sign up the links in the show notes join the vip inside the bar group and we'll see you there